three, four, coming around, here we go. I'm awed by how small we all are. Like these pictures I'm seeing now, actually I still think they're all from the Hubble telescope, not from the Weber, but man, we're so small, you know, like as creatures, we're so small. Freaks me out to this day, and it never ceases to amaze me. So I'm awed by that. We're so small. After uh, the last podcast we did, I was in awe about having this brotherhood with you guys and everything we're plugged into just amazed me. And um, the comfort it gives me knowing, you know, what we're plugged into and how, how rare it is for someone to be able to stumble across it, but not only stumble across it, but to be able to take it in and begin to understand it and to work with it. Um, and I'm reminded of the, uh, the Buddhist analogy of a, a sea turtle swimming in the big ocean and popping its head up through a life ring and the odds of that happening, how rare that is. So yeah, that's what was triggered for me as uh, our last podcast came to close last week. And then I just started thinking about all the things, you know, that I'm in awe about. Um, some things that are not like great or that I feel good about or just, but even some, you know, like the outcome of my uh, residential tenancy branch mm -hmm. um, hearing, as you guys know, I had that bomb I was sitting on and I opened the email after the podcast closed and um, everything just got canceled. His claim got canceled, ours got canceled, and so it just zero. <laughs> it disappeared. Disappeared. Wow. Don't need any more going so, so, on. So do you think that the removal of your worry and this burden, right? Did that open up something so that you could appreciate being the sea turtle who puts his head up in the sea and inside of a little hoop? Yeah, I think so. But I think more so now that you say that, I realize that more and mostly just because you said that now. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. Yeah, because when when you when you were talking about your 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 way of dis, what what inspired you to choose this topic and your the brotherhood and this this opportunity to talk among the four of us, right? Uh, and I I was like, oh man, I'm a little jealous that I don't have that sight, right? That I I I sometimes maybe maybe put my head down too much in in the the ordinariness of life. So that I don't take a breath of the the awe, like Hans was saying about the telescope, and that we're very small, right? Mm -hmm. And then you were talking about our connectiveness in the in the in this uh, endeavor, and both resonate with me. But at the same time, I'm like, 
what was I, wh- wh- why didn't I see that? <laughs> what, what was, what was in my, what was occupying my head, my attention? Like my... yourself too much. Sorry? You like yourself too much. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're too so self-satisfied, I, Fred. Yeah, <laughs> if I like myself too much, then I'm then I'm just in awe of myself and not yeah, the rest I mean, of the world. Contained. I mean, what else do you need? What need have I for this? What need have I for that? I am Fred. <laughs> well, well, interestingly enough, so. I think part of the answer lies in that you're now in a remote area in a village. So you don't, where all three of us are in the city and we're interacting with with people, although it's much more limited with COVID, but um, the there is still some interaction. And most of the interaction we get in the world is, People just trying to get ahead. You show a little vulnerability. They want to take advantage. And so in that way, it, it is awesome to, to, to just be part of um, friends, bunch of people, social people who aren't, um, hey, do you want to buy this? Hey, can you give me some money? <laughs> You know, you, you're a bad guy. I know what you did. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're just, um, yeah. I thought it was an awesome, awesome topic. Uh, what, that word, that word. That awesome. I need to say something about that word, right? <laughs> Go so ahead. The, the guy, the guy, right, that we could all say interconnects us, right, that guy. Would get very annoyed if people would say, Jasmine, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure you were there many times, right? The word was a bit illegal, right? Because uh-huh. he said, awe, <laughs> awe is something like, you know, like ice cream cannot be awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he, yeah, he used to say awesome is like when you get two galaxies colliding. That's it. That's the <laughs> level of awesome, right? So it's interesting, and since I'm influenced by this this central connector fella, right? I I removed it from my language, right? I just removed it, and I I came. I said I need a new word instead of awesome, right? Because you know you teach in a high school, and that's like that word's just like this book is awesome, you know, or that film was awesome, or you know, it's like overused, right? It's being ruined. So I used I I trained myself to use the word terrific. That, that film was terrific and it took a it took a while right you know because it was a word i didn't it wasn't really part of my natural vocabulary so i i saw and then it became kind of more funny because whenever i said it i i would be like oh man yeah I, I gotta say terrific here you know i gotta even learn how to spell it you know um so in any case it's interesting when hans chose awe i was like that's way better than awesome because awe then respects the word and you know how pissy I can get about the degradation of certain words that used to have meaning for me that have been co-opted by, you know, the corporate culture and any Tom, Dick and Joe who, you know, I went to yoga class. I'm spiritual now. And I was like, no, you can't. No, no, that's a special word. Perfect. The word perfect is the new awesome, by the way. Oh, no way. That's what's going on. Well, you know, uh, yeah. 
here in Spain, we, we you know, they don't get that news. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, well, if you go to a restaurant and pick up your order, your pickup order of food, um, or like they say, well, what time would you like to pick your food up? I'll say uh, 5.45. Perfect. <laughs> terrific would work too. Terrific. Yeah, terrific. Terrific's better. I like terrific. But then what's the, the word derivation of terrific? Because does that like relate to terror? Terrific. <laughs> well, when I start to put it in a text, because I use the word, right? It's my, it's my word to describe really good things. Terrific. The first thing, the, the text, the, the one, the word thing that wants to finish my word for me uh -oh, yeah. often wants to put terrible in its place. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. I think they're related. I do. I think they're related. I don't know. Well, uh, you know, in a in a way, it it is awesome because as as individuals, we represent galaxies and worlds, and for, for the four of us to collide or coalesce, it it is awesome. So, <laughs> so there's that. And and I think I, I think um, one of the ways it, to whatever word we use, whether it's terrific or perfect or I mean awesome and wow and may, maybe it can't really do it justice, but it, it seems like when there's a lot of probabilities of things happening there and things happening there and things that, and somehow the the probabilities end up in, in something you know like a like a an, a good outcome i don't want to say great outcome for hands with the with the rental but i i know how, i know i can totally feel where you were coming from because you know you get you get the the emotional and then it, it takes you know with this tensions all over and oh what's gonna happen oh my god it's just gonna be terrible and and then it's just poof yeah okay i lost twenty three hundred dollars but at least I, I i don't have this whole thing hanging over my head where it could be thousands or tens of thousands of dollars Mm-hmm. Well, well, last night I was thinking about the three of you and, and what we're going to, what we're doing right now. And I got away, well, I got away from something that I did quite often. And that was, I go to bed about one in the morning, more or less depends. And I often uh, have a smoke before I go to sleep. And before a bunch of turbulence entered my life, couple of years ago um i used to walk through the village at one in the morning right mm, yeah. and smoke my smoke my smoke right and it's i mean it's just it's silence it's the mountains you know whatever and Last night, I, I was like, okay, you know, I didn't know I was going to do it. And I started walking through the village and I looked down this very tiny street. Alley would even be too strong a word. It had, a, they're all ruins, right? They're all uninhabited stone homes and, and barns and, and storage, whatever, 
and it's a street. It's super interesting. And there are abandoned. The roofs are falling in on some of them. And this, by some of them, I mean three buildings, right? So it's like a walkway with three buildings. And I just happened to look over there. And it used to give me a great mystery, mysterious joy to, to go stand in that place, right? Who lived here? What was this about, right? And last night I looked and I saw myself and I got a big smile on my face. And I was like, oh, yeah, something clicked. So by thinking about this topic, awe, and what, what maybe I might have to offer to the group right now, I got this like glimmer, this reminder of like the fact that I really like where I live and whatever sometimes makes me like look at the ground, maybe is a way to say it, instead of looking around, was lifted. And I was like, oh, yeah, you like it here. What were, whatever you were thinking about or worrying about or puzzling out, it was gone. And so then I walked through with the walk through the village takes maybe five minutes, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's how big it is. And, but part of it is also sort of wraps around the front, which we call the South side of the village. Um, it's warmer there. Some say by two degrees Celsius, right? <laughs> they would know. They would know. And, and so um, it looks over the Valley and these other mountains, right? And I just did what I did. I, I looked over some ruins, right? And looked out into the valley and went, wow, I'm pretty lucky, right? To be able to do this. And then I walked around the village to the front of our house and then back to the entrance of my house. So that, and that was great. And I was really sort of grateful, uh, not awestruck or anything, but grateful for like the connection between the topic and my own sort of the a momentary relief from my own inner nonsense right mm -hmm. and to take in the hubble telescope pictures for for instance or to take in the idea that we're connected and we have a bit of a we're forming a brotherhood and and we get the opportunity to do this you know like those things sometimes don't get enough recognition in in my my purview yeah. that's my story that's i think the micro is akin to the macro, you know, the, there's moments of go, going intense focus, whether it's your moment looking down rather than looking up at the expanse of infinity, the universe, they're re very related, of course, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, were the, were the stars up? Was it a clear Of course star? it was clear. Yeah, it was clear. It was even like unseasonably warm. Wonderful moment. I feel like I was there with you. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I just love when I'm out of the city to be able to look in, up and see all the stars. In the city, it's not so, you know, you got the noise, the crowd, you name it. Yeah, and the ambient light of, what, of the houses and the lamplights and what have you. Yeah, but, uh, that I, noise. I just, yeah, that noise. Yeah. yeah, I think Hans said it was right, too, because of the noise pollution is, is I mean, it's something we grew up with. I mean, it was something that was told to me in school, like, yes, we're trying to combat noise pollution. And and the phrase stuck with me. And when I moved here, uh, I was talking to my mother on one of the first days and I said, Mom, even the flies are the loudest thing here are the flies. 
the flies are really loud because just they just all of the noise is is just not here right there's no noise so so though and those things as i as i spend more time here i lose the specialness of it right it starts mm -hmm. to become ordinary and that's something that i don't like so much that it's now ordinary to be in this in this sort of environment right so I do, I do, when I saw it slipping away, maybe you notice when something really, really beautiful happens and it becomes your ordinary, it, your everydayness is, has this beauty in it. And then it becomes blends in with the, the everydayness of the everyday. I used to like make myself like, Fred, it's slipping away. This is inner dialogue. And I would step out on my terrace and just make myself put the phone down, put all thoughts away and just stand on the terrace and appreciate it because I could see it, feel it, sense it, like blending in as, as into something ordinary. Mm -hmm. wow. Those are sad moments in a way, like with, with music as well, when you, you, if you're working really hard on something and you get to, let's say you get to understand and get to accomplish what you're working on suddenly it becomes really sort of because it's so familiar and so so much repetition everything it, it suddenly you're like wait wait you know this is it the beauty is lost or something somehow the awe is lost you know and and uh and and uh or the the awesome qualities become awful <laughs> but well that's <laughs> what? That's when you can forget it and find it again later on. I, I was, uh, um, there's a rendition of Danny Boy by Sinead O'Connor, which is just amazing. And it's just her vocals and she holds the notes just incredibly well. And it just awes me. It's just yeah too for me as well that uh um that just it never loses its value to me or the effect that it has on me it, it just could be for my entire life it's like I, I can't i never grow tired of that i'm constantly moved by it or um awed by it so to speak yeah so do our jaws have to drop during these moments of awe so no. The, no i don't think so 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 hans you were saying hans hans from michigan you were saying that you felt small when you were looking at the pictures from the from the not the new telescope the hubble the one that's still the one we know so well not the new one right was it, oh, that was a simplification of course yes simplification okay. of course good so but you said you feel small so how does feeling small get you to a place of awe well, i mean like really small you know yeah, like tiny like you know microscope small you know and infinitesimally small in opposite, you know, infinite expanse, infinite small. So how does that get you to awe? Well, because they're kind of almost the same, you know. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, it's different, but it's the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> different I mean, different scales. 
Well, I guess, you know, like the, how does it get me to, yeah, different, I mean, you know, the fact that our physical bodies, there's more space in our physical bodies than there is mass, right? I've um, heard that. You know, that's what they say is true, you know. They say that. And, <laughs> and they know. <laughs> and, um, well, it gets, I mostly the expanse, I guess, like, where, you know, if you look at a solar system and then you realize that there are trillions of solar systems, trillions of galaxies. And, um, billions and billions of stars. Billions and billions, you know, and of worlds and, and, uh, um, um, I don't know how it gets me. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I can't really explain really what I'm awed by other than, um, well, where does it end? <laughs> where to begin and where does it end? You know, if it does. Is there a perimeter? Is there a border out there? Is there is there the border country? You know, in the in the universe, <laughs> is there like there are border guards out there? I don't know. You know, it just goes on. That's why, you know, you need a really good spaceship to get out there. That's what they say. That's what they say. <laughs> That's what they say. Yeah, or maybe a spaceship that we don't. I don't fully understand the uh, mechanics of it. You know. Yeah, there's a, there's a science fiction writer who's also a mathematician, Olaf Stapleton. So he used to contend you can go anywhere in the universe just from where you are. Yeah, I like that. That reminds me of, uh, I remember I was probably, I wasn't quite three years old. My father was a, a bricklayer. And uh, so I, that's where I got this. Anyway, I would look out into the sky. I remember standing on the front lawn, looking out into the sky and picturing uh, a jet plane being able to, having enough, in, an infinite amount of fuel and be able to just keep flying out into space forever. And then, you know, somewhere in my mind, I was, I learned or was taught or something that, well, it can't go on forever was, was kind of what you were told. There's an end. And then I thought, okay, so I imagine that the end was this, this brick wall, right? <laughs> And so, well, what's behind the brick wall? I'm waiting. What's behind the brick wall? Yeah, tell well, me. <laughs> I think this, that was my first, my first recognition. Um, I mean, looking back on it, that that I was destined to get on a path mm -hmm. of something. Because <laughs> you wanted to know what was on the other side of the wall. I still want to know. <laughs> I just wanted to know why why they didn't mention the dinosaurs in the Bible. That put me on the path. Is that true? Yeah, there's no dinosaurs in the Bible. No, is that is that what put you on the path? You think? Well, it, it's part of it. It was like a little flicker for my parents. Like, uh oh, you're not supposed to ask the Sunday school teacher why aren't there dinosaurs in these Bible stories? <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> attention for that, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
So it, it's not like it put me on the path. It's more like, oh, so so you're actually putting together things you've learned and, and asking questions that the poor teacher just was like, you know, didn't have a response for it. I felt really good the fact that I felt for a moment that I was smarter than she was. <laughs> for a moment, there was like, okay, you're onto something here, Fred. You just solved a riddle. Like it was like a puzzle that was like, you know, a real basic puzzle that I was like, okay, Bible stories, science, dinosaur stories. They don't, they don't connect very well, do they? <laughs> so <laughs> why doesn't people think, well, where's this class that talks about that? <laughs> so yes, in a way, Hans, but it was more like a recognition that it would be okay to trust myself. Right. I had a, um, when I was also really young, I don't know if I was three, but I might have been three, four, five, six, seven, you know, some in all of those years. And I'd have um, the, um, my brush with infinity was when I would go to sleep at night. We, my mom and dad had a house out on the lake. It was real dark and um, no street lights, no noise or air pollution or light pollution. And so, you know, could sit outside and just, go to the beach and see not just some stars but see the whole just filled with light i'm sure fred you have that out in your neck of the woods and but i i would go to sleep i mean this sounds kind of this sounds like early um out of body but i was sometimes afraid to go to sleep and because when i'd fall to sleep i would literally float out of my body and then I go I thought how am I getting through the roof of the cottage and I'd be outside of the roof of the cottage looking at the stars you know just like a normal view like wow look at that you know only I just wasn't supposed to be there I was supposed to be lying in bed you know and I'd get about that far and I couldn't and I never went any further because I would like um that would um well, I'd end up back in bed, you know, mm -hmm. where I, and so I like early d days of, uh, you know, like you couldn't try to do that now, or I couldn't try to do that now, yeah, yeah. you know, like the, the sort of the uh, openness of a child in a way. And like, and that, I don't know if I can say that that put me on the, a path, so to speak, but it certainly, um, it certainly made me wonder about things like what what is going on here you know mm -hmm. i wonder listening to your story hans i wonder if i haven't along the way um there's a limit to like i i i hear i'm going to recite how i felt when you were telling your story when you got outside your when you rose above the roof right and you're like oh my god i'm outside the house i'm looking at these stars and and for me living your your story i was saying oh this is the this is the part where i can't go any further because either i'm too scared or it's too much information but for me it's more like too much information it was a like, little a little bit of that fear and too much information then like boomba back in the the body or back in like ordinary life and and i i think that sort of malady or that sort of limit that i have yeah. right that, that i'm using your story to describe 
is is unfortunate, but it is what it is, right? There's a certain point where I I don't I can't I, I seem like there's a, a a circuit breaker almost. It feels like a circuit breaker goes. In a way, it's a it's an automatic cutoff switch or something that happens in. Uh, because you are facing, in a sense, you are like you say. Well, who needs a spaceship when you can travel that way? You know, and, or when you, you know, like when you're that open, in a sense, you, you're somehow the confines and the limitations of of being earthbound um, are sort of gone, momentarily gone. Yeah, as much as I dis dislike the boundaries, I think they give me a lot of safety like it's a it's it's a groove right i don't if i go out of the groove then i don't it can be emotional too like i'm i'm i've often wondered if i'm i'm i don't express my my love and i wouldn't because i might might be too frightening <laughs> too weird i don't know it's like a lot there's a there's a limit that i i have to figure out how to get past to really experience awe right because i even think awe shuts me down Right. There's a moment like because I'm caught off guard, maybe. Right. Whoa. And then it goes away. And I wonder if it's like a circuit breaker that goes away and like, nope, too much, too much. Too maybe much. it's the ego or something, you know, yeah. just saying that uh, had enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or something's challenged or I would be a, if I continued on, I would be a different person. Right. Yeah. Like wait, this is way. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like. Yeah. And I think I sometimes protect myself by being ironic was a favorite tool of mine some years ago to kind of keep the intensity of the world at bay. Right. Whether it's awe or love or or compassion or gratitude. No. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. How you're expressing that or explaining. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking uh, this morning when I was lying in bed, I started looking at these uh, these Facebook videos. You know how when you click one button there, it's just all endless videos. And anyway, um, it was um, about this this deer being rescued off the ice, and it was in Michigan actually. And these people had to kind of go on their stomachs and stuff, and with rope and all that to get these clumsy deer while clumsy on on the ice uh ballet dancers on land but they couldn't they couldn't walk a step without falling down every time they tried and um so i just started watching one after the other and then it got into cat rescues and dogs in these mines in poland and stuff that had to be rescued out and moose and this little baby moose that was abandoned by its mother somehow or separated from its mother and it was only like a day old and then it runs off and jumps into the lake and swims all the way across the lake and finds its mom but the people that that are going out of their way and even you know risking their own maybe not life possibly some of these bucks bucks that were their horns were tied up into haywire or hay twine. We're charging at them while they're trying to cut the rope and free them, right? It's just, I was in awe there at just, you know, that there's a lot of good in the world, right? And, and when I get all caught up in 
oh, you're on hold calling this company for an hour and, you know, you see these people running around like Jasmine was talking about trying to take advantage of you and this, to see that happen just, it just melted my heart and made me think, God, there, there's, there's a lot of good people out there, right? And they're not on a particular, you know, path, path. They're just, just doing good things. They're just, just good. I was in all positive, that. Positive good things. I like that too. Yeah. 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 Right on. I, I, I think that too. And that's, that's, um, I like to balance the, 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 I don't want to be one of those people, the world is ending, you know, because I'm old and I'm going to end. So therefore the world has to go with me, right? Tends to I'm go, ending. <laughs> tends to go that way, right? So, uh, when I leave, it'll be really shitty, you know? So, <laughs> you know, look, I got out. But um, but I also like these these stories and the, 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 the positive and the goodness that that's, it, it's always there too. It's like a balance. That's the, the beauty yeah, of it, right? There's, yeah. there's both sides of the coin as they, as they say. And you can choose.